What's up, everyone? We're back for another week of Locked On Bucks. And what better way to start the week than a win on Giannis's birthday? It doesn't get much better than that. I didn't know this stat. The broadcast told me they're now 4-0 uh, when they play on Giannis's birthday. So that, that makes sense. When you've got arguably the best player in franchise history, you want to win. You want to celebrate on his birthday. He had a massive fourth quarter. So we're going to break down the game against Cleveland. Let's get into it. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Goal for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win To Locked On Bucks, I'm your host, Kate Pittman. You can hear me and see me on this show daily and find my work over at ESPN as well. And joining me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, longtime lover of Giannis Stats, Frank Madden, for today's episode that is brought to you by True Bill. True Bill is a new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. Uh, we always thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day, and I appreciate it. I've been saying this message for a while, Frank, and and people tweet me from time to time, and they're like the little screenshot of watching the show or whatever, and they say, uh, this is how I start every day. I always say it's kind of crazy that people choose, they make the choice to listen to me and you talk to start their day, but hey, uh, we appreciate it. Uh, Speak Buc- for yourself, Kane. I mean, like... <laughs> I, I mean, this is just gold that we just you know give out for free every day. No, we are we. I'm joking. We are very appreciative, and uh, yeah, I think sometimes when you know when you break out the like annual download numbers or whatever, I don't know where we're at this year. I know we crossed a million downloads again this year. It's just kind of kind of wild because um, I know my mom can't download a million podcasts by herself. There's got to be other people who I don't know helping us out and actually giving us the time of day. So shout out to everybody. It's true. And now that uh, YouTube, now we're on uh, YouTube, I think we're about to cross 100,000 views for YouTube over the first couple of months. Our podcast Ooh. downloads are at 1.2 million for the calendar year. So that's a, that's a lot of people listening to us uh, talk, Frank. And I should talk us up a little bit more rather than talk <laughs> us down. But anyway, we can talk up Giannis though tonight. It was his birthday. Still ridiculous the fact this man is only 27. Sometimes I, I, I remember one time when I was still in Milwaukee, I was just looking at him. Just He was just sitting there and I was... You know, creepily just looking at him and just saying, how is this man three, four years younger? What happened to me? What went wrong with me? Why am I just this uh, look at me? And then he's just got this absolute monster of a human and uh, doing everything that he does in the floor. Still only 27. Sometimes you need to remind yourself. But uh, they did need him to step up in the fourth quarter here tonight, Frank. It was a weird game. It was pretty sloppy all around. The Giannis had 15 points in the fourth quarter, which was nice because then he finished with 27 points on his 27th birthday. Yeah, weird game. I mean, the Cavs are a team with with Jared Allen and, and Evan Mobley. They have a ton of size and length down in the paint. They can protect the rim. And, you know, Giannis had very tough sledding around the basket tonight. Um, you know, we've seen he's he's had some great poster dunks on Jared Allen. Jared Allen has had a couple of highlight reel blocks on him as well. I was furious, Kane, on that one uh, non-call in the third quarter where Giannis went up and was looking to dunk on him. And 
Jared Allen just pretty much grabbed his wrist and Giannis, you know, the ball goes out of his hands over the, over the rim. I'm sure. Giannis was saying, you think if, if he blocked me, the ball wouldn't go flying <laughs> over the yeah. rim. Um, and then, and then shortly after that, he went at him again, tried to get him sort of in transition. And I thought he got fouled and, and no call. So yeah, it was a bit of a, a kind of touch and go night. Um, slow start for him. He didn't score in the first quarter at all. I think he only took one shot. You know, he wasn't really forcing anything. I didn't think the Bucks were really being all that creative, sort of looking to to get him involved. We didn't really see him involved in much in, in the way of pick and roll. It was just a lot of like, just try to post him up on the right block and just kind of, or the, the left block, sorry, and just kind of have him go to work. And, you know, it's it's hard. You can't just easily bulldoze Jared Allen. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a, a tough start. And the, the odd quarters were rough. And the even quarters were far more successful, eight points in the second quarter, and then those big 15 in the fourth quarter. And I mean, his jump Only shot minus was... four, by the way. I mean, you say it was, you say they were a little off. I mean, they, they tied the first quarter and lost the third by four. So it wasn't. Either. Yeah, it was just, yeah, I'm just saying Giannis, Giannis yeah, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and it was other guys really stepping up. And, you know, I think we'll want to get to that certainly as well, because this was. I, I I don't know offhand, Kane. Is this the first time all season when all three of Chris, Giannis, and 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 Drew have gone for twenty plus in the same game? Because it's felt like it's felt like mostly like only one of them really, really seems to be going at once. And now of late, Drew has really started around into form, and Chris has been kind of a little bit still, kind of like it hasn't been able to get like a 40 minute, 48 minute game. He's he's kind of had slow starts and then some some good finishes, but. Um, tonight was refreshing because it felt like you got the level of support that you needed. And, you know, Giannis, ironically, and of all the ways that he could kind of close out of a uh, close out a game to see him doing it with some jump shooting, including a, a couple of late threes. That was a, a pretty fun way to close out. He's up to 30 percent three pointers. He's back up to the number that has that magical gravitational pull because he always ends up at 30 percent from three. And uh, with those three out of three tonight. Um, he ends up back at at thirty percent. I'm not sure if I love all the shot selection on some of those trees, but um, I think one of them may have been with the shot clock running out a little bit. So I'm okay with that. But um, but yeah, fun to see Giannis, um, even with the inside game not working, hit some jump shots, goes six out of seven from the line, um, only two assists. But the Bucks, I think in the third fourth quarter alone, they missed like three wide open shots off Giannis kickouts. So um, you know, I think they were clearly the 27 minutes. Given the competitiveness of the game, it felt like they were easing him back into the lineup after the the couple games missed with the calf soreness. So, um, you know, anytime you can get a win, get Giannis looking more comfortable as the game goes on and also not have to really push him coming back from an injury, I'd say that's a good thing. And obviously he got some help tonight from from Chris and Drew in particular. Yeah, no question. I think uh, when you talk about how he hit some of those jump shots in the fourth quarter, uh, as you were sort of alluding to, certainly out of half time, he looked like a guy that was ready to to try and physically dominate. But the Cavs are interesting because they play that massive lineup where they have uh, obviously Jared Allen that you pointed to, Markinen is out there, and Mobley, the rookie, of course, as well. Um, so it's it's kind of an interesting team to just try and ram it down their throats. But in the end, he knocked down some jump shots, and again, they were pretty timely. We've spoken about these numbers a little bit, and as you pointed to, it's kind of interesting that this felt like the first game that all three guys offensively. For for you know for most of the night, seemed like they had it going. Chris was only seven for sixteen from the field and and didn't hit down, hit didn't hit a three. He was zero for four. Um, but I know the fans love this. The bit they're tweeting it all the time. But they're eleven and zero with the, when those three played this season. And of course, there's been some schedule stuff there, and they've played some lower ranked teams. There's no doubt about that. And they'll probably continue to feast on those teams 
over the next few weeks with the schedule that they do have. But after tonight, they've played 169 minutes and net rating of 21.2. So, I mean, when they've all been out on the floor, even with uh, Brooke Lopez not being out there, um, it's been impressive. And then if I know you've spoken a lot to the Giannis numbers and it's kind of, uh, I mean, the Giannis numbers are, are, are kind of, a little bit messed up, particularly the off numbers, just because a lot of those times when he's been off, some of the lineups have had to play have just been crazy. So it 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 obviously is going to look worse. But if they're plus thirteen with him on the floor and minus eleven uh, with him off the floor, net rate. I mean, it's just if you wanted to make a case for why Giannis should be right up there, and I know everyone discusses the MVP and Steph Curry is probably clearly leading it at this point. But if you wanted to make a case for Giannis, just those on off numbers. Are just absolutely absurd. I mean, that's as good a case as any in addition to the actual raw numbers he's putting up. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, I think, again, Steph's coming back to the field a little bit here with uh, with some some not-so-great shooting performances in the past week, and obviously they lost the first game against the Suns. Um, but I, it was interesting. I was listening to uh, Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue doing their kind of first quarter of the season MVP, award, you know, award ballot, balloting, and... You know, they both had Steph first for MVP. This was, you know, a week or nine days ago or something. Um, but I think I think Danny had Giannis second in MVP, and I think Nate might have had him third. You know, there's kind of a cluster. Um, I think two through four, you know, Jokic, KD. Durant, or you know, yeah. they're 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 obviously also having awesome seasons. Um, but Danny also, I think it was Danny had Giannis as his number one pick for Defensive Player of the Year, and I think Nate had him number two, which you know is interesting because I mean, obviously they're they're both located in the bay area they're watching warriors games all the time and so it was interesting hearing them kind of break down the differences between the two of those guys defensively and i think the you know the on off numbers are just so stark you know defensively what Giannis does and what he enables them to do defensively the way he can kind of race mistakes and obviously the way he's had to protect the rim in ways that you know hasn't had to do it as as much in previous years because he's had brooke lopez so often out there as uh, as the true last line of defense um, you know, I think this has been obviously not an ideal situation for the Bucks this year, but it's certainly been a, a, a good showcase for everything that Giannis brings to the floor and, and how much he changes the game for the Bucks. And I mean, and it was also, this was such a f- funny game. And we saw this last game against the Heat as well. In the Heat game, both teams did a lot of really aggressive, like doubling of the ball and pick and rolls, um, you know, the Heat, we, I mean, we saw the Heat doing that, being really aggressive in that first game of the, the season between these two teams. Um, I thought it was just interesting. I mean, we've talked a lot about, oh, you know, now you have Boogie Cousins, you got to, you know, play more zone zone drop, be more like you play when you have Brooke. Um, but I mean, Saturday, we saw Boogie blitzing the ball at times. Uh, tonight, we saw Bobby Portis in particular blitzing the ball a lot, forcing the, the Cavs to, to try to move the ball, you know, kind of saying like, all right, you're going to put three big guys out there. We're going to force you into rotations. And I don't know, it, it's, it's been interesting. I mean, it's kind of funny, right? Like I, I just had in my mind this this thought that, you know, thinking back to the bubble, which, you know, is, is less than was like 16 months ago or something like that. You know, 16 months ago, just ha- having visions of, you know, against the Heat, Marvin Williams having to play, you know, drop coverage, right? Which makes no sense because he's Marvin Williams. But, you know, the sort of dogmatic bud got to play that like Bucks style of defense, even with guys that are not clearly as well suited to it. And now you fast forward and how much the Bucks and, and Bud have changed philosophically and they're trying to do different things. And 
you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I want to see Bobby Portis doubling the ball in the playoffs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know exactly how much, that, how much that's going to work. The, the Cavs kind of shredded the Bucks, um for, you know, stretches there in the second half when they started to hit a bunch of threes. Uh, and the Bucks are, you know, giving up more threes um, than ever this year. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that, all, all that kind of, you know, the, the, how that, all that, that adds up, but, um, but it is interesting just kind of how differently, you know, the Bucks have adapted and, and, you know, how much they kind of change, not just game to game, but, you know, kind of possession to possession, trying to do different things. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they've <laughs> unlocked Bobby Portis defensively or unlocked Boogie defensively or something like that. Um, I think they're trying different things, but the common thread is, you know, when you have, Drew Holiday and Giannis in particular doing what they do um, that really kind of enables you to do a lot of different things. And, you know, tonight you just look at, um, you know, Evan Mobley, three out of 10 did, did score 12 points. Um, and, and perhaps most notably Darius Garland, who's been really good this year, 10 points on 12 shots, four turnovers. Uh, I thought, you know, Drew did just a really good job kind of, you know, showing, showing the youngster kind of what, what it's like to go against a championship caliber defensive point guard. Um, so again, not what I would look at and say was, you know, the Bucks finest defensive effort, but you do the accounting at the end of the day. And again, um, they had a, a, a plus defensive game, a 104 defensive rating. And, you know, you check right now, depending on where you look, I'm looking at NBA.com. They're now seventh in the NBA in defense, which, you know, you tell us Brooke Lopez would play under 30 minutes for the entire season. I think we'd all be pretty thrilled with, with that type of type of outcome. Yeah, I was just looking at it before we started recording. So obviously they've won 10 out of their last 11 games. If you just go in that span, I believe it's very close to this, but I believe they're top three in offense and defense in that stretch. Again, um, we do have to admit that they've had some easy games, but certainly trending in the right direction. It was only a couple of weeks ago where they were in the bottom third um, for both of those categories. But you spoke about the Bucs and certainly... I, I agree. I mean, we were having the conversations about, do, do you have to play? If you have these versatile, switchable guys like Marvin Williams that gives you the idea that you can play small, why are you just playing this drop coverage? Well, uh, the Bucks obviously had a subscription to the uh, drop coverage defense, which now uh, they have so many different defensive styles that they might throw out there that maybe Bud uh, is sub subscribing to all these defenses that he probably forgets. He forgets all these different options that he has in his mind, which is similar to most people who have bunches of subscriptions and they forget that they have them and they end up spending money that they don't want to spend. And that's why True Bill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year with True Bill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. True Bill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and True Bill will cancel your unwanted subs in one tap. And your True Bill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. So uh, don't fall for these scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now. That's truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands per year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. And if you're stressed about all this money that you're unnecessarily wasting. You don't have to let the stress of daily life uh, weigh on your body because whether you're an elite athlete or someone uh, like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, trying to get through an ad read on a podcast without stuffing up, very stressful, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. 
and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. I don't even have an electric toothbrush, but that's pretty quiet. So the Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. You can try it for 30 days, starting at only 199 bucks. Go to therabuddy.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabuddy.com slash locked on, therabuddy.com slash locked on. So we uh, we do thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. The Packers had a week off, which is great. I always think as a, as a sports fan, uh, first of all, you miss the fact that you don't get to watch your team, which is kind of annoying because it's something you look forward to during the week. But bye week is also very relaxing. There's something relaxing about it. You watch these other teams, you hope they lose, you hope the results go your way. But anyway, Peter Bukowski in the Locked On Packers podcast will have you covered for everything Packers starting uh, the new week. So make sure you go check that out. Uh, you mentioned some of the role players, Frank. Who should we start with? I mean, we in recent in the last week we've had the podcast about Boogie Cousins, we had the podcast about Wes Matthews. Pat Connaughton is continuing his sharp, sharp ascent to one of the greatest shooters to ever play in the history of the NBA. <laughs> Our, well, Javante Smart, we have to mention him. He had some great moments, and you're just pleased that it's not Justin Robertson on the floor anymore. Where do you want to start? Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, kind of interesting to see a, a two-way guy who's not tiny and and makes baskets. I, I enjoyed that from Javante. Come on, Justin Robinson. By the way, I was you know very supportive. I I I hope he finds a landing spot. I I I couldn't. I was just like, I mean, it's been kind of a running joke, obviously, with us and our our DM thread with with Eric Name and and Dean Maniat and, and Mitchell Maurer. Um, that like I'm the guy that that like always looks to hate on Justin Robinson, um, but like I seriously like the when when he got released, I was like just reading some of the comments and I was just and it was just like oh you know, kind of people not like like criticizing releasing him, but it's just like the guy's like literally statistically one of the least productive players in the league. Like, I mean, come on, guys, like you know it's a two way thing, right? Like you know you gotta just. Yeah, my, my view is, you know, you, you just sort of cycle through these guys. They only have 50 times that they can be on the active roster in a season to begin with, right? Last year was unlimited, but this year you're limited. So, I mean, he, he'd actually played 17 games and been on, on the bench, I think, a few more times. So, I mean, I think it was kind of inevitable that they were going to cycle that out. And Javante Smart, I had no idea anything about this guy before, you know, the the press release that the Bucks were assigning him. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think the first couple of games here we've seen from him, I mean, look, getting thrown into the fire, obviously he didn't have training camp. He's literally just trying to figure out, um, you know, how to play NBA basketball. He was very productive in the G League. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he's got good size, has stayed out of the way. His first game, he took like a couple of really deep threes, which I was kind of like, does that mean he's like a good three-point shooter? He's clearly confident that he can hit, hit these threes. Um, didn't hit them. Uh, but, uh, you know, kind of did some other stuff. And tonight goes three out of three, had a nice move in transition. So, We'll see. I mean, obviously, this is those minutes are largely a product of George Hill having missed the last couple of games. So, you know, it's a luxury, right? If you can rest George Hill and let him kind of recover from from a knock um, and still win games because, you know, you're able to throw a G League, uh, a two way guy out there that you just signed. Um, you know, that's that's more than enough. And you saw Wes Matthews get a couple steals tonight and uh, and hit another wide open corner three, uh, able to get the uh, the arrows out. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, it, it's kind of a weird, you know, looking at the bench right now. I mean, it's 
Boogie played 18 minutes, 7.6 rebounds. He was an even plus minus on the night. Uh, Rodney Hood, 13 minutes, didn't score. Wes Matthews, 15 minutes, uh, three points. And Javante Smart, 10 minutes, six points. I would say those four, certainly we had no idea that three of them were even going to be on the roster uh, when the season started. Rodney Hood obviously has been very underwhelming. And then you have old reliable Pat Connaughton in 28 minutes, 12 points, three out of four from, from deep. Um, and just, I just always expect Pat Connaughton to make shots now. It's, it's kind of a nice, uh, nice situation to be in, but, um, that's why, that's why that corner three that he missed. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't even remember who that Toronto was just like, so shocking. I was like, what the yeah. hell? Anyway. Yeah. And I mean, tonight too, like the Cavs made a number of runs. They started hitting those threes in the second half. They started to pick the bucks apart on, on driving kicks. Marcus was, uh, Marcus Johnson was, was getting a little annoyed with it. Um, and, um, uh, you know, Pat was among the guys that kind of would, would bounce back. I mean, what it got, I think they got within two yeah. and, um, you know, it was kind of a single digits for most of that second half. It felt like, and, uh, Pat again, just hit a couple big shots and just kind of always made sure they had that kind of breathing room, um, in the game. But, um, but let's talk a little bit more, more, more about Boogie. Cause I mean, you know, he's only played, I guess, three games now. We've, we haven't talked since the, the or since the first one, um, I mean, what have you seen from Boogie these past couple of games? Because I think we've seen, I think we've seen some of, I mean, he's he's kind of been like what I would expect in many ways in terms of he still is just like a guy who's really tough to handle offensively if you're the other team, you know, looking at this 270 pound guy barreling at you, but with surprising nimbleness and touch. Um, and he still obviously also has some limitations defensively, but w- what have you seen from Boogie so far? I mean, the thing I was most interested in, because I can't say that I really watched him all that closely when he was playing with the Clippers or you know some of his recent stints. Obviously, it's been pretty short-lived. But I was wondering how slow he would look, particularly on the defensive end. And and he does. I mean, he looks... I wouldn't say he's ever been you know, a, an electric athlete. Let's just say that. But he does, he does look slow. I mean, there was one point during this game where Boogie Cousins was out on the floor with Kevin Love. And I was just like, oh my God, this is like the, uh, this is like the ultra slow motion uh, version of modern NBA basketball. But I, I think I haven't been overly surprised with the fact that he does still strike me as a guy that you can put out there and there's probably a, a cap to how many minutes you can play him. I don't know whether it's you want to play him too many more than 15 minutes per night. But when he's out there, he's probably going to be productive offensively. I mean, tonight he was 0 for 3 from 3. You know, his three-point shooting was a little shaky with his time with the Clippers as well. I think he was below 30% there. So if he gets that up and and he's knocking down those open threes, then he legitimately is a guy that's going to get you 10 10 points if you're playing 10 minutes because he will get to the free throw line. And some of it is just brute force where he has a guy in front of him. There was one tonight, I think it was uh, Larry Marketing, where he's just like, just I'm, I'm just running through you. And he got to the free throw line. But then there was other times where he put a spin move on Evan Mobley and threw it down. And you're like, okay, yeah, this is like the glimpses of the guy that was virtually unstoppable late in his, in his time with the Kings and, and with the Pelicans as well. So, yeah, I mean, you lose some of the athleticism when you have so many of those those injuries, but certainly offensively, he still shows you from time to time some stuff that's like fun to watch. Yeah. And in fairness to Boogie, he was 42% from three with the Clippers, but he barely took any threes when he was okay. there. Okay. And with Houston, he was 34%. With the Warriors the previous year, he was 27%. So, okay. yep. yeah, yep. not he's obviously not a consistent, how would you describe as a you know, consistent three-point shooter? Um, yeah, I thought the, the spin move on Mobley was probably the mo- you know the most fun move of the night. And yeah. again, uh, you know he's he's just barely clearing the rim on those dunks. But 
um, he's, he's just such a, a load. I mean, just such a huge guy. And I think the thing that kind of has always made him like deceptively hard to, to, to guard is just, you don't expect a guy with his size to have kind of the kind of like micro maneuverability. Like he just moves to the side a little bit, avoids contact or gets, you know, gets sidesteps guys just enough so that he's not just like barreling over, charging over guys left and right. I mean, again, he still has those moments too, but, um, but he's just very uncommon because he's not like a pure shooter. Um, he's not, you know, like the most skillful guy in the world or something, but he just has a very, very good ability to, and just knowledge and savvy about how to use that size to his advantage offensively. And I think defensively, obviously that's the area that, you know, I think we're going to have to see like how do they manage that and again the the heat game you know again i was expecting like okay like you know they'll they'll work out more how to use him in drop coverage and like that and then you know i don't know how many times he blitzed the pick and roll in that game but it just felt like the bucks were kind of like all right screw it you know heater down some guys um dwayne deadman you want to take some wide open threes on on pick and pops we're going to let you do that. He did it. He did it a couple of threes off those types of plays as it's well. Not the but, only thing um, he hit during that game, by the way, Dwayne Deadman, Chris Milton yeah. barreled through him. Anyway, wasn't what we weren't happy about that one, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. So we'll see with boogie. I mean, tonight, what do you play 18 minutes? You know, I think that's starting to get towards the, the high, high certainly high end of, of probably what you want to be doing with him. Um, you know, like Charles Mockler said on the, on the pod you guys had from lockdown clippers, um, uh, probably keeping him in short bursts is, is the best way to make sure that, you know, you don't kind of extend him beyond what, what he's able to do. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, week one of boogie, I'd say tough to complain much, right. Um, he's, he's kind of, I think been, been what you hoped. And, and most importantly, you know, I think with these role players, so much of it is just like, can you just keep it even when you're on the floor, you know, um, especially if Giannis is out there, there, there was a point in the fourth quarter where Giannis or where, where DeMarcus and, and Bobby were on the floor together. And I was just like, Oh my God, like just survive this until, until you can get Giannis back on the floor. But, um, but overall, you know, again, I think as, as long as you can avoid just kind of getting, um, you know, kind of mismatched to death. Um, that's, that's really the main thing. But again, I mean, you know, to Boogie's credit, you know, he has the ability to use his size to punish little guys and that's obviously really key. But then the flip side is, okay, if he's out there in the situations, you got to actually play through him. And, you know, again, if like Giannis, Chris, and Drew are on the floor, like, you know, you don't want to like build the offense around Boogie Cousins or something like that. So you just have to, you know, figure out how to best do that and then figure out the best way to, you know, kind of patch over some of his shortcomings defensively. And obviously, again, Giannis, Drew, those guys, they they can certainly help do that to an extent. No question. And as we sort of pointed to, definitely for this roster where they were and with the injury of Brook Lopez just having <laughs> – uh, another body on the floor was going to be a big boost. And uh, speaking of boost, uh, Boost Mobile, <laughs> you can switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too. And for the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? That's the only question that remains. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Uh, free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere. 
or for all phones or networks. See boostmobile.com for details. Uh, one other bit of news before we wrap this up, Frank, and uh, I think there was some general excitement about this came through. Dante DiVincenzo sent down to the herd. Uh, ultimately, that would have been just for a practice and probably an opportunity to scrimmage. Of course, uh, as is so often the case in these situations, very quickly recalled back to the Bucks roster, but the even the idea that he would go down there and, and scrimmage or whatever they were able to do down there with the herd is typically a sign and the first real sign that we've had outside of some pregame workouts with him shooting threes, throwing down a few dunks, that perhaps Dante DiVincenzo conservatively, you could say, is a couple of weeks away, perhaps. Well, I, I'm not going to put a date on it. I, I, I don't know, but but certainly... Christmas Day. I'm putting a date on it. Christmas, Christmas? Day. Right. Come on. All right. All right. Uh, you're going to get some Dante in your stocking stuffer. Is that, is that, is that what we're hoping for? Um, yeah. So I think the... I mean, it's obviously a good sign, right? I think the herd, what? The herd don't play again until the 12th, I think I saw, or something like that. They have a, they have a number of days off. Way. Yeah. They have a, a number of days off. So, um, you know, any, any sign that they're trying to ramp him up and kind of accelerate his activities, um, you know, I think obviously the big question is, is he getting into five on five? And then, you know, is he cleared for full contact practice? Which, again, the Bucks don't have lots of kind of regular practices unless you've got a couple days off, really. So um, we may not see him kind of have an opportunity to do that much. But, um, but yeah, it would be great to get him back. As And as we were kind of pointing out, I mean, they're they're going pretty deep into the bench right now, and you know, fortunately, have uh, have survived the last couple of games uh, with George Hill. Grayson Allen was back tonight, but you know, the previous game, George Hill and Grayson on the sidelines, you know, joined by by Giannis with the sore calf. Um, so certainly, just kind of continuing to grind out wins. I mean, the Central Division, right? <laughs> just, just for whatever reason, the Bucks just even with the Cavs becoming a pretty pretty good pretty solid team now. Um, We've seen them now beat the the Pacers twice this year. We've seen them now take down the Cavs. So um, yeah, just keep keep it rolling and um, tough to complain too much. And by the way, we we didn't talk a lot about about Middleton tonight, but um, eight assists from him tonight. And man, I, I just I feel so good about the Chris Middleton as the Bucks' best passer claim that I've that I started making a few years ago. Just some, I think he hit he hit he had a, a beautiful pass early to to Drew. Drew was kind of cutting from the dunker spot, I think from the right side to the left side of the basket. And Chris attacked and threw a ball that, you know, was really like a perfect kind of uh, bounce pass between defenders. And he had, I think he had one more pass that was just like a needle thread type pass. So shout out to Chris Middleton, just, man, the passing of Chris Middleton, right? Perhaps the most underrated uh, part of his game still. Yeah, it took literally one half when he returned after that uh, COVID absence to be like, okay, yeah, this offense has been missing some ball movements and passing like that. So he's become a really good operator in those situations, uh, as you mentioned. So the Bucks have got the heat again. Uh, they're still banged up a little bit, which is fine. We'd love, we'd love to beat that team again. And yeah. uh, and uh, just uh, one final number. Justin Garcia, our friend, has tweeted this out. Uh, and I, I'm just going to... I'm just going to say it's correct because obviously Justin would be right. It was 38 straight wins over Central Division opponents when Giannis is in the lineup, which doesn't even make sense. 30 fucking eight? What the hell are you talking about? It's absolutely insane. So anyway, yeah, Central Division. And there actually been some decent teams in that uh, in that time as well, which makes it even more absurd. Uh, before we wrap it up, make sure you check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Uh, they'll hook you up 
with whatever you need to know in the betting world across uh, multiple sports there. So check that out. But we'll wrap it up for now. Like I mentioned, Bucks and the Heat coming up. But um, Milwaukee now just one game below the Nets for the top spot in the East. That's kind of crazy to think about. But they're uh, right up there again where they've been the last few seasons, which is fun to see. Uh, happy birthday to Giannis, of course. I'm sure he's listening to this podcast. And for myself... Greek, happy happy Greek yeah. night, whatever. Greek appreciation night, whatever it was at the at the uh, at Fiserv tonight. Shout out to all the all our Greek friends. Exactly right. Exactly right. Tanasis didn't get the start tonight. A little disappointing. But anyway, uh, that's it. I'm going. We'll catch you guys tomorrow.